Hey there, I'm Ashley, and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I am an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work-family-social-life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so much more. We think that living a healthy lifestyle is for every member in the family, from young children to adults. Everyone in the household will benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. If you're ready to learn some helpful tips for the whole family, let's do this thing. Hey guys, it's Ashley here and Roberta is also joining us, Um, but I am going to talk to you on the importance of sleep and uh, bedtime routines in teenagers and middle school age kids because um, as we kind of talked about before, I am a middle and high school teacher and I see a lot of the negative impacts in my classroom when sleep doesn't happen or when nighttime routines don't happen. And the really sad thing is that the kids don't even realize that that's what it's from. So um, I guess my goal here today is to kind of enlighten if you you guys have a routine or your kids are having problems sleeping or your kids are just way off routine Um, they are doing things during the day that are not helping them get to sleep at night. And you just have no idea where to even start, but you want them to start being healthier in those routines. Um, that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. So, um, I don't personally have middle and high school age kids in my household. Um, my kids are four and six, so I kind of fit more into that elementary age, Um, from the mama standpoint, but like I said, I teach middle and high schoolers. So I see the effects in my classroom. Um, Sleep is so, so important for our older kids, our teens, because it helps them with um, social and emotional development. Um, It sets them up and promotes attention in the classroom, memory, Um, analytical thought case. It makes thinking sharper. So sleep is so important. And if they're not getting it, they're not going to be getting out of the classroom what they need to be getting out of it. Um, So the American Academy of Sleep Medicine and um, Pediatrics recommends that kids get the following teenagers. So teenagers get the following amount of sleep every day. So from ages 13 to 18, they should be getting eight to 10 hours of sleep. And I can tell you from the teacher classroom standpoint, I hear kids talking about going to bed at four in the morning and waking up at six. Uh, So I'm going to use 630 as a wake up time because that's when my kids get up. So if your kids are getting up at 630, Okay. And they're going to be getting that minimum eight hours of sleep. You should, or they should, because hopefully by this point, they've kind of started their own routine. However, I realize that that is also not possible for some of our teens. 
um, you still need to be heavily involved in their routines and their habits because they are kids, right? Like there's a reason our kids don't get to drive until 16. There's a reason our kids don't get to vote until they're 18. There's a reason they don't get to drink until they're 21 because their brains are not fully developed yet. And they still need someone to tell them what to do. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know I wish it was different, but um, so being involved in their routine, hopefully they can, once you start implementing this a little bit more, they can start um, taking care of it on their own a little bit better. And some of us just have like really high achieving kids and maybe they're already doing this. And, um, some of us have kids with like those impulsivity issues and stuff like Roberta talked about in the last episode. And so those are the kids that are going to need your help more. Um, so if they're getting up at six 30 to get ready for school, okay. And they're getting that minimum eight hours of sleep. Um, their bedtime routine should probably start about nine o'clock. I know with my kids at home, I start their routine about an hour before I want them in bed. Okay. So that means lights out by 10 o'clock sleeping by 1030. Now, this does not mean that every teenager only needs eight hours of sleep. Some kids might need more than that, which means you would need to start their routine even earlier. Here's something that's going to help them because they look to you a lot. Okay. So we as parents need to be good role models and I'm, I'm not, I'm not the best at this all the time either. Um, I've definitely gotten better over at it over the last year because this is something that I've really been working on, but I can tell you before this last year, I was a hot mess with my bedtime routine. So this is not like a, Oh my gosh, I know everything. Like, come follow me. You know, this is like, Hey, I'm still trying to figure this out too. So let's figure this out together. Um, so make it a family priority to get enough sleep. Okay. So sit down with your family and be like, okay, here's the deal. We know that you as a teenager need eight hours of sleep. Um, mom and dad need this much sleep. So we are going to set some clear bedtime limits. Um, when does, when do lights need to get turned off in the house? Um, be a good role model. If you're telling your kid that they need sleep, but you're up till 2 a.m. on TikTok watching videos, they're going to think mom and dad aren't taking this seriously. Why should I? Okay. Another thing that will really help is keep a regular sleep schedule. Again, this is something that I have started getting a lot better at over the last year because I've been working on it. Okay. So if you're not good at it yet, just try little things every day to get yourself in the habit of getting into that regular sleep schedule routine and your kids will eventually follow suit. And I say eventually because <laughs> we all know that we can tell our kids so we're blue in the face to do something, but usually they have to figure it out on their own in order for it to stick. So, um, your child should try to go to sleep and wake up at the same time every day, even on the weekends. I know that's like, you're like, what? That's my kid sleeps till noon on the weekends. And I, I you know, I don't want to say like, just no, tell them they can't do that anymore. Cause obviously that's going to backfire, right? <laughs> Maybe just say, Hey, you know what? We're going to start moving that up, um, half hour at a time every weekend. And they'll probably be okay with that if you have that conversation with them about why it's important. The reason for that is because 
it takes our bodies a lot longer to adjust to those two days on the weekend and then get back into a regular routine during the week. Um, so if you just sit down and talk to your kid about it, they'll probably be more than willing to start working on it with you. Absolutely. Um, and I think we've all felt that way. Like, I mean, yeah, every once in a while, it feels so good to sleep in. Yes. But then <laughs> the rest of the day, it's like you're in a fog mm-hmm. and you can't quite wake up no matter how much caffeine you drink. And you probably feel like taking a nap and, mm-hmm. and you just don't feel your best. And, yes. and that's the reason why, because your sleep schedule is off. Mm-hmm. And so teaching, like you said, Ashley, I think teaching our teenagers that that's important. Like that's what's happening inside your body and your brain is, is it's confused. Mm-hmm. It has no idea what's going on. And if we keep t- as close as we possibly can to that same sleep schedule, you're just going to function so much better as a human being, your brain's going to make more sense. Um, mm-hmm. and you can be the person that you want to be. Yeah. And I think like we, as adults, like don't even realize that half the time <laughs> we're just like, Oh, I'm going to sleep in today. It's going to feel good. And there are days where you do need more sleep. Like if you went through a particularly hard week and you are just like mentally exhausted, then yeah, sleep in a little bit on Saturday because sometimes your body just does need that extra sleep. But when you're just doing it because it's the weekend and you just had a normal week, you are just screwing up your sleep schedule. And so I think like we oftentimes as adults don't, adults don't even realize that because we've always just had the mindset of, oh, it's a weekend. I get to sleep in. <laughs> exactly. It's conditioned and, yep. and it's something that we was totally acceptable when we were younger. Right. Um, and so it's just kind of stopping that cycle from continuing in future generations. Right. Okay. So here are some suggestions. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't have teenagers at home, so I don't have like an actual routine that I set my kids through in the teenage years. Cause I don't have any, but <laughs> here's some examples of things. And just like in the previous episode, don't feel like you have to do everything. These are just some examples that they can try and even more so important, get them involved. Don't just be like, Hey, I created a bedtime routine for you. This is what you're going to do. Cause I can 100% guarantee you it's not going to happen. Kids like choices and they don't want to be, especially teenagers do not want to be told what to do. Um, so like explaining to them again, why it's so important. Okay. You're going to be having better days at school. You are going to be more emotionally secured instead of flying off the handle at a teacher or at your best friend for something that they said, um, you're going to be more socially able to handle social situations and stuff like that. Okay. So explaining why sleep is so important. Yeah. And that negative self-talk or that inner voice tends to be more positive. Right. Um, than negative. Yep. So, um, like, like I said, these are just some examples of things you can try with them. You may hear something and you're like, oh, hail to the, no, this would not work with my kid. Okay. Then don't even like, honestly, don't even bring it up to them. (laughs) I can think of some kids in my class where, um, if I ever suggested (laughs) 
and I wouldn't because I have mostly boys. But one of the things on here is do relaxing things to help wind down. Okay, if I brought this up to my kids in my class, because right here I have like taking a bath or showering, listening to music or reading a book, okay, the kids in my shop class would be looking at me with uh, wide eyes like, what are you even suggesting we do right now? <laughs> so like, if, if your kid is this totally doesn't fit them, then I would not even bring it up for them. <laughs> or bring it up and just look at the reaction. It could be kind of funny. <laughs> um, this does not have to be fancy. Have them pick one thing at a time to signify it is time for bed. Like we talked about in the last episode, maybe it's set an alarm. Okay. That's their first cue that, oh, it's, it's time to start winding down, getting ready for bed. Okay. So start with one thing. If that one thing is, is an alarm, that's great. All right. So have them lay out their backpack and any items they'll need for the next day. Also laying out their outfit can help with like decision fatigue in the morning. Uh, I, I remember when I was a teenager and trying to figure out what I wanted to wear every morning, especially because I really didn't like a lot of my clothes was just, it was awful. It was like the worst part of my morning. So if they can do that the night before when they're not in like a morning fog, it will really help the next day. And I, I said, laying out their backpack and any items needed, this would be a really good time to kind of talk about the next day's schedule. So if you have kids in sports, all right, you need to remember your uh, uniform and your water bottle and your shoes and get this packed in your bag. Um, what else? Okay, we have a game. Okay, what are we going to do in between practice and game? We are going to go get dinner. Okay, so that means that mom needs to remember to grab her wallet, mom or dad, so that we can go out somewhere and get some dinner quick. Um, I think it's also a good time. So I have um, brothers that are quite a bit younger than me, 10 years younger. And I remember so many times they'd be getting ready in the morning getting their backpack ready in the morning instead of at night and then go, Oh, that's right. I need you to sign this permission slip. Oh yeah. Or, <laughs> or, you know, there are just so many things or, Oh, um, by the way, we're having a band concert tonight. Right. 5 PM be there. Okay, and mom, I need a hundred dollars for this fee yeah. to tomorrow or else I don't get to be on the team anymore. <laughs> right. Or, Oh, I'm out of lunch money. Um, I need you to write a check. So I think that <laughs> doing that at night is so important and, and giving the kids like, Hey, anything you need tomorrow? Like what's on your schedule tomorrow? And, um, yeah. <clears throat> and not only does this lighten up their load in the morning, it lightens up your load because then you're not running around like a crazy person trying to fulfill all of their immediate demands. <laughs> exactly. It's setting us up for success in the morning because mornings are stressful enough. Right. Another thing is create that soothing environment, making sure the room is not too cold or too hot. Um, I know I do not sleep well when my room is hot at all. I sleep like absolute garbage. Um, so I can imagine your teenager is the same way. Um, dimming the lights in the house. So like we kind of talked about that in the beginning, just kind of turning down lights, coming up with a time with your family, like when is a good time to start doing this at? Um, spend some one-on-one -on -one time with your kid before turning the lights off. Um, and then this is really important. Stick to topics that will not upset them. And not that, not that like as parents were trying intentionally to do that. Um, but 
going into the conversation with intentionality not to do that. Okay, things to avoid during the day. This is very important. It's also important for adults. Okay, this, these are things that are going to impair them from being able to wind down and go to sleep at a regular time each night. Um, daytime naps. Now, I personally, I can't nap. Uh, I even tried yesterday. I maybe got five minutes in. So if, you, if you're realizing my kid's not sleeping because they're napping, okay, well then that's probably a good sign that they shouldn't be napping anymore. Right. And I think there's a lot of research out there that says like a short nap is good. Mm-hmm. It can be good. What yeah. you want to really distinguish is there's a difference between like a 45 minute to one hour nap and a three and four hour nap. Yeah. Like at that point, it's just a short night's sleep. Right. <laughs> there's a total difference in like or even just closing your eyes for 10 minutes and laying down, not necessarily sleeping, you know, there's just, there's a difference between that and sleeping for four hours. So, and also a difference between just rest, like our kids absolutely need rest. That means like, they just need some quiet time. (laughs) Like we need quiet time. Right. So do our kids. Um, and that doesn't mean that they need to be sleeping for quiet time to happen. Um, So also, because I am a health and wellness coach, this is very, very important to me and something that I am trying to instill in my kids is you need activity during the day. Um, I don't care if it's just walking around uh, during passing time um, and then like maybe doing a walk after school or something as a family or if they go on like a bike ride or something for their alone quiet time. Um, Too much stagnant time during the day leads to they them not being able to sleep at night. Now, this means also, okay, like we talked about doing not not too many things right before bed that are going to excite them. So you don't want to do all this activity right before bed, because this is going to get their adrenaline pumping and all that kind of stuff. So like, I'm thinking about those of you that have teens in sports, and your game goes until nine, nine 30 at night. And then they have to take like we, my school is kind of in the middle of no, not in the middle of nowhere, but we're, we're not in the city. So we're not close necessarily super close to a lot of the schools that we play. Their bus ride sometimes can be an hour and a half plus long after a game that ends at nine 30. So some of these kids aren't even getting home until 11 o'clock at night. So Um, it's really important if this is your kid, um, maybe talk to them about, Hey, and you know, I was never really into sports, but you know, I think they're pretty tired afterwards. So they kind of get in the bus and they just like are kind of by themselves and, and whatnot, but talking to them about the importance of, okay, this is not really a great time for you to be watching TikTok videos and reels on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. This would be a great time for you to throw your earbuds in and just listen to some music. Um, So like some calming down activities. That way, when they actually get home, they will be more ready for bed than if they were to be watching videos and stuff like that. Um, And then 
something that Roberta talked about in the last episode, a big meal right before bed. Okay. Like I said, I tried to nap yesterday and I ate lunch right beforehand. And that could have been the reason why I was not able to take a good nap. My stomach was so full. I was uncomfortable. Um, but you also don't need them going to bed super hungry either. So you can let them have a light snack right before bed. Um, drinking one more thing here, last but not least screen time kind of talked about it in the last episode, but, uh, keep your, have them like set that bedtime alarm. So when that goes off, that means that their phone needs to go away. Their TV needs to be off. Their computer needs to go away. Um, and then, Oh, one more tip. Sometimes they're going to sneak their phone, right? Like you can tell them to put it down and, and whatever. And cause we do the same thing. We tell ourselves we're not going to be on our phone until after blah, 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 blah time. And if you don't want that, um, that light affecting them, um, really simple, just go into, have them go into their settings and turn the blue light setting on and they can just have it on all day, which I do. And I don't even notice that my phone's on it anymore. Um, or they can, in most cases, I think you can set it for like a certain time that it will go on blue light. I know this episode got a little long, um, but hopefully you pulled some nuggets out of here that you can use with your kids. And, uh, we would love to hear any recommendations or things that you do with your kids. We want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at the teacher mamas podcast at gmail.com or the teacher mamas podcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. Spread the word. Please don't forget to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show notes for our handles.